What a great song that is, and uh, just such a great version of that song as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 is where we're going to be this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter number 16, and um, we'll talk about some instruction for life, instruction for life, instruction for the church, and... um, you know, we usually recognize people's birthdays when they have a birthday. We usually recognize people's anniversary when they have an anniversary and usually sing a song. I can't think of a song to sing, otherwise I would, but we have royalty with us this morning. And some of you are thinking, ooh, yes, we have, yeah, he's got his head all the way down now. Trey Gordy won Homecoming King, and uh, he is, if I had a diadem, buddy, I'd come down there and put it right on your head. Congratulations, and uh, nobody deserves more. Great young man, and uh, uh, thankful for that. Great testimony. And really, the cool thing is, all joking aside, uh, the cool thing is, is uh, Trey, you know, really has a a good testimony uh, for the Lord, uh, and Homecoming uh, King is voted on by the students, and uh, so that says a lot, and so congratulations, uh, uh, Trey, and you're lucky I can't think of a song to sing to you, uh, because then I'd really embarrass you. First uh, Corinthians chapter number 16, First Corinthians chapter 16, this morning, let me read a couple verses to you. And um, I want to talk uh, to you for a few minutes uh, uh, about the subject of some instruction for the church. Some instruction for the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 13. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit ye, quit you like men, be strong, let all things be done with charity, I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. You know, there are names in the Bible that we are well aware of. There are names like Peter and Paul in the New Testament, and there's names like Moses and and Abraham, and David, and the Old Testament, and uh, there are people that we recognize immediately, but often you hear that word, or you hear that name, the, the house of Stephanus, the house of who? <laughs> and uh, not much is said about um, uh, Stephanus, but the Bible says uh, uh, something miraculous about him. So says something miraculous about his household, about his family, that they were addicted to the ministry. Isn't that an interesting way to put something? They were addicted to the ministry of Jesus Christ. And what a blessing it is uh, to know men and women that uh, love the Lord, men and women that want to serve the Lord. And um, you know what it means to be addicted? It means you have to have it. You have to have it. And so uh, the house of Stephanus, uh, 
they were addicted to the ministry. And as I was thinking about that terminology, as I was thinking about um, how uh, that is said there in uh, in verse number uh, 15 uh, about his household, I was thinking to myself, how can we uh, be addicted to the ministry? How can we, what, what are some steps? I believe that God tells us here uh, in uh, the uh, earlier verses uh, of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 uh, of what we can do or what we must do. Listen, we are living... Uh, in the last days. I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I believe that the rapture could happen at any moment. Uh, I do believe that um, we must be ready at all times. I believe all of those things and uh, we may we may not have tomorrow. I don't know. We may not have tomorrow in this, uh, this world. And so what do we need to do? Uh, I believe and it's probably an over, really an overused statement, uh, but um, but it's it's so applicable uh, to our day and age today, uh, and in the situations that we find ourselves in uh, in our world today, that we must be about our Father's business. So we must be a father. Listen, look around, uh, pick up a newspaper, uh, turn on the news, uh, and uh, it's bad news. Bad news, bad news. The, listen to me. The media can take good news and turn it into bad news, okay? So everything is absolutely, uh, seems like bad news all the time. Uh, Wendy had to go down and help uh, um, uh, her mom and dad and um, uh, get some things and get some things together and some, some doctor's visits and whatnot. And so I went down there and picked her up um, this weekend and uh, we sat there in the house and I don't think dad has anything other than the news. I mean, I, I switched the channel and it's another news. I switched the channel. Uh, we went, we went somewhere, me and dad went somewhere and uh, it's a bookstore. And so I went into the bookstore and has this massive bookstore in Jacksonville. I mean, Chamberlain book mine is called. And uh, you literally, they hand out a map. Because you can get lost in this bookstore. Now, man, I tell you, I spend the rest of my life in that bookstore. And so, uh, but I know, I don't need a map. I know, I know. You just go in, you take a right, you go all the way till it ends, you take a left, and bam, there's the Christian book section. And so, so I'm in there, and I'm in there for a little while, and Dad's in the car, and and uh, so I come back out in the car, and sure enough, radio's on the news. And I'm like, Dad, you are driving me crazy with this news. Why? Because it's bad news all the time. And it absolutely will get you, listen to me, it will get you down. If you listen to it enough, it will beat you down. If you get around bad news enough, it will get you down. Do you ever notice this? If you hang around negative people, it won't be long before you start being negative. You know, you ever notice that? By the way, the opposite is true, too. It won't be long. If you hang around positive people, you'll start being positive, too. And so we've got to be careful of what we're letting in the portals of our mind. What is the portals of our mind? Our ears and our eyes. What we let in 
uh, through our ears and our eyes. Uh, we need to be careful. And so what do we need to do? We need to get busy. We need to get busy about our Father's uh, business. And I want to look at a couple things uh, this morning. Uh, um, uh, as the Scripture tells us in verse number 13, Watch ye, watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. Watch ye. The first thing I say, the first thing we need to do, if, if we're going to be effective, if we're going to be busy about our father's business, if we're not going to be, dist- listen, so easily we can be distracted. So easily. I, I can tell you, we are coming up 95, and um, you, you know, you're driving your mind your own business, right? I try, I try to put it on cruise control. And I tried to just go, just go up 95 and just, you know, try, try to get where I'm going. And so I'm going up 95 and I look in my, my mirror, my side mirror, and I see this flash. And I'm thinking to myself, what? And, and then I look and here comes this BMW. I'm talking about, I mean, it was gone. I mean, flew right by me. And I thought to myself, man, that guy is, he broke a hunt easily broke 100 miles an hour and he was fun and he come up and well if you ever been on 95 you don't care what time of day it is there's tons of traffic i mean there's traffic everywhere and so this guy at that rate of speed started going like there was traffic in the two he flew all the way over to the slow lane cut a tractor trailer truck off Flew, and I'm, th- and I'm watching this from a distance now because he is way, way, way ahead of me. And so we get up there, and let me tell you something. You, you, if you drive like you ain't got no sense, you better be alert. Because they are, those, those police officers are everywhere. I got up there, it was probably five minutes later. I mean, I guarantee you it was five minutes later. There was that BMW pulled over by a sheriff. Oh, my goodness, I almost wrecked the truck. I was so excited that he got pulled over. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, they're taking this dude to jail. I mean, reckless endangerment. I mean, the whole nine yards. And so I, I said, you know, but you know what I did after I passed it? Slowed down a little bit. You ever do that? You ever go by? You ever, listen, you ever be driving down the road? You see a police officer, you're doing the speed limit, and you still slow down. I mean, they, people do it all the time. I mean, it's, I'm like, it's 70 miles an hour. Why are we doing 60? Oh, there's a police officer. You know, that's not suspicious that you slow 10 miles under. But if you're not alert, right, you're going to get a ticket. If you're not alert on the road, you're going to get in an accident. You better be careful. You got to drive both offensively and defensively when you get on the road. Why? Because people, listen, have you recognized this? I hope you have. People have no sense. They absolutely have no sense. And then you put them behind the wheel of a vehicle. And man, all of their, the rest of the brains that they had just fell right out of their ears. I mean, it's absolutely mind-boggling. So what do you got to do? You got to be alert. You got to be looking in your mirrors. You got to be looking over your shoulder when you go to get over. Don't just look in your mirrors. You better look over your shoulder too. Make sure somebody's not in your blind spot. What do you need to do when you're on the road? You need to be alert. What do you need to do when you're in a parking lot? Let me tell you something. I'm telling you right now, if you're not careful, you'll run over a kid. And by the way, it doesn't matter if it's your fault. 
You run over a child, you have to live with that the rest of your life, whether it's your fault or theirs. I can tell you, parents pay no attention to their children. You ever go to Jalapenos? The Jalapenos right here in Rinkin. And um, it, it's kind of in a, in a precarious, precarious way. It's a very busy place. And then the parking is here and then here, and there's some on the side as well. But people are trying to get out, and people are trying to pull in, and people are waiting on each other. And then, of course, Kroger's right there. So it's a really, really busy area. Well, I very rarely eat in there, but we do get to go. If you've ever eaten in there, you know how loud it is in the jalapenos. And so we, we get it to go, and so we're waiting on our food to go. And I'm watching. I'm, I'm a people watcher. I, I believe it should be an Olympic event, people watching. I would be gold medal every time. And so I love to watch people. And so I'm sitting in the truck watching this mother. I say a mother. I, I don't know. She could be an aunt. She could be, I don't know who she is. But she, I'm assuming a mother, and had several kids. And they come out of jalapenos. She's on her phone. She's not only on her phone, she's screaming at somebody else while she's on the phone. That's my favorite, too. I hang up on people that do that. Click, call me later. I don't need you to talk to me and somebody else. But anyways, so she's highly distracted. She has small children. She gets up to the, to the, to the, um, to the curb where the cars are parked, and she's parked on the Kroger side over here. So kids are just having a great time. I mean, they're knocking each other in the head and kicking each other in the shins. They're running around the poles. I mean, I'm, th- I'm waiting for them to break a window. I mean, these kids were off the chart having a great time. And so she's paying no attention to these children. And so children dart out in the road. I don't know. By the grace of God, nothing was coming, I, I, I guess. It's just a grace of God. And so she, so she breaks from talking and yelling at this other person and yells at the children for going out in the road without her. And so they get out there. Well, the person she's yelling at is in a car, and she's in a car. The children are darting back and forth from one car to another. Now, there's several cars apart, right out in the road to the other, right out. I mean, I am... I, Honestly, I've never come so close to getting out of the car and going over and saying, man, can I help you get your children in the car before I have to witness them being run over? I'm telling you, if, if you're not alert in life, it's going to get bad. It's going to get bad in a, in, a, in a fast way. And so what do we need to do? not only in life do we need to be alert, but spiritually we better be alert. I mean, we better get ourselves together when it comes to the Christian life, when it comes to the Christian walk. He says, watch ye. Watch ye. We need to be watchmen on the wall. What do we need to watch for? Let me give you a couple things when it comes to being alert. Number one, we need to be alert when it comes to Satan. We need to be alert when it comes to Satan. So there are two, two ways of thinking when it comes to Satan. Now, I know there are three, and there's a balance, and I get it. But by and far, there are two ways of thinking when it comes to Satan. There's the one way where everything is Satan's fault. I didn't get a parking lot. It's because Satan hates me. I didn't, get, I didn't do this, and I mean, I got to wait at the restaurant because say, I got a bad waitress. It's the devil. I mean, everything is the devil. Listen, you know what we love to do? We love to blame everything on the devil. 
When we do something dumb and get ourselves in a bad way, it's the devil's fault, right? We get in a bad marriage, it's the devil's fault. We get in a bad relationship, it's the devil's fault. We get, everything's the devil's fault, right? So there's that one way of thinking, everything's the devil's fault. And then the other way of thinking is, well, the devil just comes out of Halloween. I mean, we just, you, you know, we just dress our kids up like, like devils and ghouls and goblins. And it's just, it's just a, he, you know, he's, he's got horns and a pitch tail and he's carrying around a trident. You know, that, 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 there's the other side of that. Look, I'm here to tell you. The devil's real. The Bible clearly teaches in the Word of God that the devil is a real being, someone that walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The devil wants to ruin your marriage. He wants to ruin your family. He wants to devour your children. He wants to do everything he can to mess you up. And can I tell you something? He's good at what he does. He's really good at what he does. You know, there are, there are, there are people in sports. There are people uh, in Hollywood. There are people that you might not like them, but, but they're really good at what they do. And you have to kind of recognize, hey, look, they're really good at what they do. You may not like the devil, and I hope you hate him, but I want you to know something. If you're not alert to his devices, if you're not alert to his wiles, you're going to find yourself in trouble. You're going to find yourself uh, uh, buried under a hill of problems. Don't be ignorant when it comes to the devil. Don't be ignorant. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices listen to me if you're ignorant of his device what is ignorant to me what does ignorant mean it means without knowledge right if you don't have the knowledge that you need of the devil he will get an advantage of your life he'll get a foothold in your life and he doesn't want to be your friend he wants to be your master he wants to be your lord and he wants to ruin you and you better wake up and realize that he's real. You better wake up and realize that Paul told the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter number 6 that there is a warfare going on and we better wake up, put on the whole armor of God because Satan is real. He is real. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Be sober. Be vigilant. You know what that means? It means to be on guard. It means to be alert. I remember when we were in the Navy, we would have to take, uh, we would have to take mine watch. How oh, man, I, you talk about hating something? You used to hate to take mine watch. You, there was a chair sitting at the bow of the boat. Right at, the, right at the tip of the ship, there was this, there was this chair, and you sh- they strapped you in this chair, and you had a pair of binoculars. And you were looking in the water, and you were looking for mines in the water. Now, the chance of you finding a mine in the water were pretty slim, but they didn't care. They strapped you up there anyways. And so whether the weather was nice or whether it was 
Rocky, you sat up in this chair, and I'm talking about, if you got seasick, you were done. And by the way, seasickness didn't get you out of duty. You just threw up overboard and just kept watching. And so everything that came by, you had to, you had to report. I mean, if there was a piece of trash, you had to call it in. If there was something on this side, you had to call it in. You had to be alert. You had to. And by the way, if something got by, there was somebody else watching, and they found it, you were in trouble. If you decided you was going to fall asleep, or if you decided some, 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 for some reason that you were going to watch dolphins instead of, you know, instead of being on mind watch, listen to me, they expected you to be alert, they expected you to be vigilant. Let me tell you something, church. We need to be vigilant. You know what the devil has succeeded at? He succeeded at lulling the church to sleep. Lulling us to sleep. You know, you know what the Bible says on multiple occasions? Wake up! It's time to wake up! You know why? Because we fall asleep so easy. And I'm not talking about physically falling asleep. Listen, I wish I could fall asleep like some of y'all fall asleep. I mean, I mean, that would be awesome if I could do that. I mean, I, 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 some people, I mean, I've never, my wife, I, I wish I could fall asleep. My, my, my wife literally can go like this. It's like, do what? You're not really sleeping, seriously. How can you fall asleep so fast? Some of y'all can do that, right? I'm not talking about physically falling asleep. I'm talking about spiritually falling asleep. I mean, if we're not careful, and if we're not vigilant, if we're not sober, you know what sober means? Sober doesn't, doesn't, here we're not talking about the lack of alcohol, okay? What does sober mean? Sober means serious. There's a time to have fun, and it's great. You know, some people are so uptight. It's like you can never laugh or you can never have fun in church. I don't know where the Bible says, you know, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. I mean, it's good to laugh. It's good to have. But sometimes it's time to be serious. Sometimes we've got to say, look, the devil's real. Look, this is where we need to stand. This is what we need to do. This is who we need to be. And we need to be alert when it comes to Satan. He is real and he is on the warpath. We must, we must, and we must pay attention. Be alert. Be alert to Satan. Number two, be alert to temptation. Oh, man. Temptation's a rough one. Because let me tell you what temptation is. Temptation, the Bible says, is common to all men common to me it's common to you it's not just like okay temptation comes along and no i'm gonna skip them and i'm gonna come to you no no no, i'm gonna get temptations to every single one of us now we may not be tempted by the same things there may be something that you are tempted with that i think to myself how in the world did you get tempted by that? And then the vice versa with me, right? And so there is that the bible says the bible calls it that besetting sin that sin that does so easily beset us, uh, there's some things that we fall for easier than others. You ever met a gullible person? I mean gullible. I mean they fall for everything. They're so gullible. If we're not careful, we'll be gullible and we'll fall to everything. Temptation comes along, and listen to me. If you're not, uh, by practice, listen to me. By practice, I'm not kidding. Somebody calls me and tells me I won something, I hang up the phone. 
One of these days, I'm really going to win something. And then I'm not going to get it. But I'm telling you, this is this much I know. Nothing in life is free, right? If you want a cruise, you probably do better if you went ahead and paid for a cruise by the time you got done with all the, the hoops. One, one, time, one time, I decided to do a survey. Don't do them, folks. Unless you have a junk email, don't do it. So I did this survey, and it's only going to take you a couple minutes. And at the end of the survey, you get a... What was it? Amazon gift card. Amazon gift card. Well, you know, we, get, we shop at Amazon a lot. And so, so I said, I, I'm, I'm going to do it. And man, I'm telling you, like 20 minutes later, I'm like, forget this nonsense. I, I don't want the, you know, 67 cent Amazon gift card anyways. And so I quit. I didn't even finish it. I'm, I'm telling you, this has been a, over a year ago. I still get emails nonstop about the most nonsensical stuff that I could care less about. Can't get off the list. You can call. And by the way, if you get on the phone and you get somebody and you wait, and they say, if you don't want to be on this list anymore, press 2, don't bother! Because they ignore you and call you back anyways. And they keep going and they keep going. And, they keep... and you know what they're going to do? They're trying to trap you. It's all about advertisement. The more people they can reach, Right? The more people they can reach, the more things that they can sell to that person. And, and some people, let me tell you something, we just buy everything that comes up. I mean, everything that comes around the corner. I mean, we purchase it. When we're in a, I, I love shopping at thrift stores and antique stores. Really, because I don't never hardly pay full price for anything. And so I like to get stuff used. And so, but when I go and I look for something and I find it in an antique store, let me tell you what the first thing I do. I look it up. Listen. I'm not going to be dumb enough to pay more than the thing is worth if I can get it on eBay for $50 cheaper than what you're selling it for. Why would I buy it from you? We need to be alert. We need to understand that temptation surrounds us. It's all around us. And if we don't be diligent, if we aren't alert, if we're not vigilant, we'll fall to temptation every time. Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14, verse 38. Watch ye and pray. Lest ye enter into temptation, the spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is, man, the flesh is weak. I mean, I'm convinced, I'm absolutely convinced that, that, that nobody wants to be a drug addict. Nobody wants to be a drunk. Nobody wants, listen, nobody says as a child, what do you want to be? I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be homeless. Right? Nobody wishes to be in a difficult situation. Nobody wishes to be in, in a hard way. But let me tell you something. One decision, one bad decision can lead into another bad decision. And then it can be another bad decision. And before we know it, we have fallen into temptation because we're not watching. We're not praying. If you think that you're too spiritual for temptation, watch out because you're, you're the next to fall. You're the next to fall. Remember when, he, remember when Jesus said, start talking about temptation? 
and being tempted. And what did Peter say? Not me, Lord. I mean, he didn't say this, but I can imagine Peter going, yeah, maybe John. Ah, Matthew, he, you know, Luke, mm, I don't know about Luke, but me? Uh-uh. I'm not going to fall into temptation. And obviously, Jesus knew, right? Jesus could see. He could see into the future, and he knew exactly what Peter was going to do. But if we get into a place where pride enters into our life, we will be easy prey to temptation. Don't let temptation win in your life. Don't let it overcome you. Listen, all you've got to do is say one time yes to temptation, and we fall and find ourselves in a terrible circumstance in our lives. So be alert. Have your eyes wide open. You know, uh, the psalmist prayed this prayer. Open thou mine eyes. Now he's talking about the scriptures when the psalmist prayed this. But open thou mine eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. Can I take that a step further? Open up my eyes, Lord, so I can see that there are spiritual warfare going on all around me. You can make light of it, and you could say it doesn't exist, but it doesn't change anything. It's still there. There's still spiritual wickedness in high places. And I'm here to tell you, we're all susceptible to temptation. We're all susceptible to falling. So be careful, be alert to, to Satan, be alert to temptation. Be alert to apathy. Be alert to apathy. You know what apathy says? I don't care. I just, it doesn't matter. Do you know when we get ourselves in a pickle? When we get ourselves in a bad place in our life? Just give you, for instance, you know my go-to is the car. I can get into a bad place in a vehicle like that. I'm telling you. Man, the anger comes out. I mean, I just don't do good in a vehicle. And you think, okay, well, just get in the passenger side. I do worse in the passenger side. I mean, I just don't. I'm about to, to get a bicycle and ride a bicycle everywhere. I mean, although I'd probably have road rage on a bicycle. Okay? But, listen, sometimes you get into a place. Has this ever happened to you? You get really angry or you're really upset and someone that loves you, maybe you're... Your, one of your children or your spouse or a friend goes to say something to you about it and you snap at them, you can mind your own business. I don't want to hear it. You, you know what I, you know, often I, I don't care. Well, well, you need to care. Well, you need to, you need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and we get in, don't. No, don't listen to me. Don't, don't any of you look at me like that because I know I've talked to some of y'all, okay? And so we get to that way sometimes. Why? You know why? Because when we get in a bad place, we want to be in a bad place. When we're in a rotten mood, we want to be in a rotten mood. When we're angry, we want to be angry. When somebody tries to correct that, we snap back at them, right? Be alert. Be alert in your own life when it comes to apathy. We need... God's people need to care. 
We need to care how we live our lives. We need to care about the decisions that are being made in the White House. We need to care about the decisions that are being made in Georgia. We need to care. This idea that I'm going to stick my head in a hole and, and, and not care about anything, that's, the, that's why we're in the predicament we are in our country. Because God's people have given up. God's people said, well, let them live how they want to live. Who cares? Let me tell you something. God cares. And if God cares, you should care. If it bothers God, it ought to bother us. We talk about hate, right? Well, you shouldn't hate. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't hate your brother. Matter of fact, the Bible says when Jesus was talking about some of those commandments and, and he said, you know, um, you, you talk about, you know, thou shalt not kill and you shouldn't kill. But, you know, if you hate your brother... Jesus always took it a little step further, didn't he? But I, I want you to understand something. We shouldn't hate each other. We shouldn't hate people. But let me tell you something. We should have a strong hate for sin. Sin is ruining people's lives. I mean, did you see the, did you see the whole debacle and the whole mess about these girls that got themselves in trouble? and got themselves in trouble at school and in their sports because they were upset and said something that they didn't want this boy that's acting like a girl to change in their locker room? I mean, he didn't get in trouble. They got in trouble. I'm thinking to myself, we are, we are backwards and upside down. And you know what's happened? Let me tell you what's happened. This, by and far, this is what happened. People in the pews are going, preacher, just calm down. It's not that big of a deal. I'm telling you, that's what's happening. And preachers aren't preaching on it anymore. Preachers aren't preaching on sin anymore. You watch the average preacher preach. I'm talking about these preachers that have tens of thousands in their church. You, and everything is positive. Positive, positive, positive. Smile. I guess I'd smile like that too if I had nice white teeth like he does. But smile, smile, smile. Everything's hunky dory. And by the way, just do the best you can and you get in. It's not, listen, let's not upset the apple cart. I mean, you're just being too. You're ju- you know, let me tell you what you are, preacher. I've had people tell me this. You're just too old fashioned. Yes, listen to me. You know what the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah? And we need to. We need to get back to the old paths. The old paths. If God's word says it, it's not changed. Now, a new translation may have taken it out of there, or a new translation may have, because listen, I, 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 I know I go after this all the time, but I want you to know that there's a difference between a young woman and a virgin. There's a difference between those two things. And when you take Mary as a virgin, and a translation says that she was just a young woman, That's a difference. That's a difference that we shouldn't stand for. That's a difference that we should stand up and say, no, wait a minute, that's not right. But you know what's happened? Satan has lulled us to sleep. And we just don't care. It's just apathetic. Let's not worry about the world. Let's not worry about missions. Let's not worry about uh, our neighborhoods. Let's just worry about us, preacher. Let's just just preach a nice, uh, rosy message. Make me feel good. Uh, Tickle my ears a little bit uh, so I can go home and feel better about myself. That's the idea in our churches today because we've become 
so apathetic. The book of Revelation. Let me read these verses to you. Revelation chapter number 3. Revelation chapter number 3. You remember when Jesus talks about the churches? And he talked about the church at Laodicea. Listen to what he says. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 1. And under the angel of the church in Sardis write these things, uh, saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. And I know thy works, uh, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things uh, which remain that are all, all that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. You better wake up. You better be Alert. The church at Laodicea, what were they? They were lukewarm. God said this about the church. He said, I'd rather you be hot or you be cold. Because let me tell you what lukewarmness does. It makes me sick. That's what God said. I spew you out of my mouth. I'd rather you be over here or over here. You remember what Elijah said? How long holds you between two opinions? If God be God, then follow Him. If Baal be God, then follow Him. Make your choice. Decide where you're going to stand. And apathy should never be in the heart of a Christian. We need to decide that when God is serious about something, we're serious about that something too. And I'm telling you, church, we've got to be alert. We've got to wake up. We've got to realize that we're living in a world that's lost and dying. We're living in a world who thinks that they're going to heaven. Now, I know, I get it. I, I, I don't know who's going to heaven any more than you do. Okay, I can't see a person's heart. Only God can see their heart. But I'm, I'm telling you, God told us that we know them by their fruits. And if I look... And, and, and I see this great big animal. I mean, it is, I mean, it's enormous. It's got a horn on its front. I mean, it looks like a tank. I'm not going to say, oh, look at the monkey. I'm going to say, man, look at the rhinoceros. I mean, that thing is enormous. You know why? Because it looks like one. The pictures I've saw of one looks like, now I hope I never actually See one that's not like in a zoo somewhere. But I'm just, I'm just saying, you, and by the way, if you see a rhinoceros running down 21, would not surprise me in Effingham County. I'm just saying. But when you see one, you know what it is. You identify it, right? You identify it by the knowledge that you have. We identify each other by our fruits. And if you have no fruit, there's no fruit as a Christian. I mean, you don't pray, you don't go to church, you're not a witness, you don't read your Bible, you don't even carry a Bible, you probably don't even have a Bible. And you're calling yourself a Christian, you're on your way to heaven, wait a minute, something's not jiving, something's not right. And we have got to recognize that and realize that there are people every day dying and going to hell. 
What a tragedy, folks, that is. My daughter, Emma, is traveling, and she just, they just left Ohio, 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 it's a new state. Um, but she just left Ohio, Sandusky, I think is where she was. Anyway, she was there in Ohio, and, and they got to go out uh, on a visitation for the church, the group did. And um, they got to knock on doors and tell people about Christ and share the gospel with people. And, and they were all, when they got back and they, they got together and got to share their stories with one another. And they were excited and they were, couldn't wait to tell people. They gave testimonies during the services and, and some couple kids got saved. And, and man, they were just so excited to be a part of that. When's the last time you got excited about anything when it comes to Christianity? There was a game last night. Brother Allen's in the children's ministry. We was watching this game. I don't know if you've ever experienced watching a game with Kyle Springer. But it's better than the game. So we're watching this game between Tennessee and Alabama. Well, I, 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 I mess with Alan. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not for either team. But I'm for any time Alabama loses. I just, I don't know why, I just am. I, I'm just that guy. But anyways, so I'm watching this game, and man, it's just a good game. I mean, a good game all the way to the end. Well, it got to the end, if you were watching the game, and in the end zone, it looked like the ball was picked off by Alabama. Game over. Well, Kyle... that's not even the word. There's not a word. They have not come up with the word yet for Kyle. So he's so mad. He turns the TV off. Game's over. I said, well, game's over. He goes outside, goes out back, punches the tree like three times. (laughs) Comes back in. I mean, the tree doesn't care. You know what I mean? The tree's like, you're an idiot. You know, he comes back in and says, his hand hurts. And we're watching, so I put the Georgia game on. That's all I cared about. So I was watching the Georgia game, and he looks down at his score and says, it's 49 to 49. How did that happen? I said, I don't know. We might have known if you didn't turn the television off. <laughs> so we get back to watching the TV, watching the, the, the game, and you saw how it ended. Alabama missed the field goal, and, and then uh, Tennessee kicked the field goal with no time left and won the game. Let me tell you something. Somebody said, Kyle doesn't like either team. It doesn't matter. He, he just was so glad that Alabama lost. He busts out the front door. I mean, busts out the front door. I said, Kyle, where are you going? He's gone before I can even get out. Where are you going? They're having a party across the street. They're always having a party across the street. They're having a party across the street. Kyle goes flying out right into the road. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all have been around him. Starts doing laps. Whoosh! Whoosh! I mean, he's so screaming and hollering. We're getting a, no doubt cops are going to knock on the door any moment, right? The neighbors are. He is so excited over a team that he doesn't even, that he doesn't even watch. So excited. Came back here. I'm going to throw up. I said, it's because you're fat and you started running around after you just ate Chinese food. What's wrong with you, boy? But you know why he did it? He was excited. Did you ever get that excited about something? 
Vacation's coming up. You're excited. I mean, something's coming up. You're excited. All right, get back with me. Get off Kyle. Okay. I mean, so excited. Ever get excited about going to church? I mean, it's Sunday morning, guys. Come on, let's go to church. You know, it's usually Sunday morning. Oh, I can't believe it's Sunday morning. What time do we got to get up? Oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, come on. We come to church. We get to church and we put on this cockeyed smile. Oh, yeah, it's great. I even this morning, this morning I come out of my office and Brother Mike says to me, Mike, Brother Mike is a Sunday school superintendent for us, and he's in the office in there. I come out of the office and he said, did you just wake up? <laughs> I said, man, I wish, I wish I had. You know, sometimes we get tired, don't we? But you know, you ought to get excited about reading your Bible. You ought to get excited about prayer. You got excited about church things. You got excited about spiritual things. Let's get as excited. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to get excited about football. It's great. It's great. As a matter of fact, it's entertaining. I love to watch it. I love to watch people make a fool of themselves. I mean, I love to listen. I love to watch tennis. Tennessee came down. They stormed the field. I don't know if you know this. It's like a hundred thousand dollar fine when they storm the field like that. Every time they storm the field, like it's like under that. They ripped the pole. The, the, the goalpost down and threw it in the river. I mean, they were excited about their football team. I don't know. I don't know how that relates to being excited, but anyways, they were excited. It's awesome to watch. And we were watching them come down. I mean, I, I wanted to watch the end more than I wanted to watch the game. Here they're coming. Sometimes they got to jump over bushes. It's always the chunky guy. He's the greatest one to watch. Hey, he. You probably didn't see it, but he was coming off, and he came, and he didn't make it. Whoop! Boom! He hit the ground, but he didn't care. His team just won. I mean, he bounced right back up and started running. I mean, it was, there's nothing wrong with being excited about those things, but be as excited about spiritual things. Be as excited about God's things, and be alert. Stop not caring. Start caring for the things That'll count for eternity. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Can I tell you this morning that God...